0: Royal Credit Union smart checking accounts offer no monthly fees and no minimum balance. Make the switch to a Royal checking account, and you'll also get real-time transaction alerts, free mobile check deposits, and surcharge-free access to over 40,000 ATMs across the U.S. Enjoy financial freedom with no minimum balance and no monthly fees when you switch to Royal smart checking account. Learn more and open your Royal Credit Union smart checking account online at rcu.org slash gochecking, insured by NCUA. Is Kirill the Thrill a completely different type of superstar? And should Matt Dumba finish out the season with your Minnesota Wild? We've got those hot topics. Plus we grab a beer with Basil McRae to do a dive back into old time hockey. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Greenbelt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is season four, episode 165. Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at SodaStick. Don't forget to add code Beauties at checkout for 15% off all of your purchases.
1: At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Paramount, Kentucky.
0: Hello, everybody what's up we're back episode 165 i'm jesse pierce writer for nhl.com constantly throwing my face into your own maybe putting on a swimsuit and hanging out outside however i may feel i just enjoy breaking the internet and turning you crazy people into even crazier people she's kirsten kroll normally my side-by-side partner at minnesota wild games you'll see her face on the big screen, looking good, looking sharp. She is also the newest um Gopher hockey fan. So, Carson, let's start there. You know, thank you for joining me at the Gopher hockey game on Friday. Um I'm really happy to see that you are a part of the Sky Umago Golfs crew now.
1: Um well, thank you for inviting me, but I still think it's Sky U-na for me. <laughs> um yeah, I don't think I'm going to be throwing on a Gopher sweater Anytime soon. I think everyone who saw me at the arena on Friday night, like knew I was a poser. I wasn't even pretending like I fit in to be quite honest. I think anytime the gopher scored and I just kept sitting in my chair, you could tell. It was really
0: actually just disrespectful to be doing that. But yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know,
1: my side of Twitter, St. Cloud Twitter would disagree wholeheartedly with
0: you. Whatever. Uh, Shout out to Scott over at the Gophers for allowing us to come check out some gopher hockey because we're starting to round that corner into tourney time for the Gophers. You love to see it. So we'll be talking a little bit more. Thick college hockey as that comes up as the NCAA tournament kicks off. Big 10 happening first. Gophers getting a bye. No big deal. Um, also want to give a shout out before we dive into wild talk to the girls state high school tournament. I had the honor and privilege to uh, announce the Miss hockey winner. Shout out to Uma Cornea from Edina Una Cor- Cornea. Sorry, excuse me. Uma Cornea. She was the senior goalie of the year uh, out of Edina and then as well to uh, Ella Borger, from Andover, who was the Miss Hockey winner. So, good stuff happening at the tournament. Um, Boys tournament is up next, so be sure to stay tuned for more information about where we'll be rolling around. You know I'll be wearing my Letterman jacket if the Zephyrs are in it. All the good, all good stuff. All good stuff. Kirsten now, my last shout out will be to Kirill Kaprizov. We are recording this on a Sunday for a change again. Um, Kirill Kaprizov, a natural hat-trick, the first natural hat-trick for the Minnesota Wild since Rem Pitlick back in 2021. Um, It wasn't even just the fact that he scored three goals and, of course, led the Minnesota Wild to a come-from-behind victory over the very mediocre Columbus Blue Jackets. But it's the way, Kirsten, for me that he scored the goals. We all know that he's a superstar. We all know that he's pretty as far as like the way he can score, right? I mean, that overtime goal, hell of a sauce from Kaylin Addison over to him wide open at the back door for the the one-timer. But I really liked Caril's first goal where he's down in the gritty areas, gets in front of the puck. I mean, that's Jules Eriksson-Eck material. That is not something you typically see, I don't think, out of a superstar. Um, first, Rem
1: Pitlick, that took me back for a sec. What a throwback there. Um, another thought just going off of everything you said, jewel, Eric's ag chef's kiss. That was for you. Love to hear it. So thank you. Thank you. Not only for putting respect on his name, but mine as well. Um, I don't know how, but thank you. I just feel like I was respected there as well. Um, but yes, Kirill Kaprizov was the Minnesota wild today. He is the Minnesota wild just on a day in day out basis. Everybody knows that. Um, but really showed up against those Columbus Blue Jackets. If it weren't for Kirill, the wild would have lost. Literally is what 31st in the league, just terrible season for them. Respectfully terrible season. I just, I was very concerned by the lack of everyone else on the team getting involved. I mean, Caitlin Addison, I want to say too just going off. Cause I mean, Kirill, he's doing Kirill things every single night. Like we just know how great he is. And again, getting this hat trick, I think it just kind of goes and rewards him for the work he has put in pretty much every single game consistently this season. So that was great for him to be able to see that. But Kalen Addison, after going through that stretch of being a healthy scratch, having the game that he did against Columbus today, and you mentioned that assist to Kirill in overtime, it's good to see him kind of getting back in his groove. And even when he was talking to Kevin Gorg in the post game, just even better than he was before is kind of the vibe he was giving off. And he said he was thinking he was playing the game the way he should now. So Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that time, although a lot of people such as myself disagreed with him being a healthy scratch that long, I guess it did some good things for him.
0: I mean, Kalen Addison has an edge in the way that he plays in his personality. I mean, even I was speaking with a couple other media members post game today and we were saying how it's like, he doesn't necessarily mince words like he's not going to really he toes the line. Certainly like he's not knocking management or whatever, but he's vocal about like, well, I don't know if that's the way, you know, while he still plays the game, if you will. Um, But I like that. I like that edge about him. I think I like that how that translates into him as a player. Kalen Addison obviously getting a bigger shot right now with Jonas Brodeen out. Um, He was placed on IR, so he's out for the near future at least 10 days there um how detrimental do you think that will be looking at not even just today's game against columbus um you know lately the minnesota wild have found them being very stingy defensively right i mean it's the reason that these games are low scoring and they're close. Despite, I will say this, got to give a shout out to Columbus's goaltender, King Elvis. He was absolutely phenomenal. He was stymieing them. I mean, let alone Minnesota putting up 45 shots on net, but the shot attempts were in the 80s easily. And a lot of that goes to uh, Elvis for stopping these breakaways and these prime grade A opportunities. Uh, but back to the Minnesota wild defensive end. I mean, how do you, we've seen. Jonas Brodine be hurt and out of the lineup before. So, you know, his impact, but especially at this crucial point in the time, currently, as we record this today, Minnesota sitting in that number two spot now for the central division, but how do you think this is really going to affect things moving forward, especially We've said it before Alex Golagoski struggles. It was an awful game for him today against Columbus. He, his turnover resulted in Columbus's first goal. And you hate to hang those things on just one player in particular, but I think they're really, really, really going to notice, uh, the absence of Rhodes coming forward here.
1: Oh yeah. Well, him being out of the lineup is huge. I mean, he is one of, if not the biggest factor on that wild defense, but I will say because he's been placed on IR due to just that minor injury that seems to keep lingering. They just want to see if, you know, having him sit out for a couple of games is going to be able to have him just fully bounce back from that, giving him some rest. So I think that's good. And I would much rather see it right now in this stretch of games that they have against opponents. They really should be winning against. And for the most part, they have Um, today against Columbus was a little bit of a close call for me. Um, I wanted to give up for a minute there. They had me through those first two periods, not going to lie, but they, they stuck it out. But I, I, Going back to what I was saying before, I would much rather see Brodeen be out of the lineup now with this stretch of games that they have get rested to go later down the stretch, especially when they start playing once it gets later in the season and the games are going to get even more tight, especially when you look at where they are in the standings, hopefully gearing up for a little bit of a postseason run, postseason push, whatever you want to say. Um, it's much
0: more important to have them in the lineup than as to right now. Sticking with the theme of defensemen, we had the opportunity to chat with Bill Guerin today as that trade deadline approaches here this coming Friday. We're going to talk about our own opinions of what you and I each think Bill Guerin should or should not do come Friday's trade deadline. That'll be in segment three, so be sure to stick around and check that out. Uh, but the one kind of notable thing that Guerin mentioned today is that Matt Dumba is likely to be here for the rest of the season. So everybody that has him high on their trade board um, is likely going to be bummed that he is going to ride out this year, which again, had you asked me this maybe a month or two ago, I would have been like, why? Right. And and I disagree slightly with Bill Guerin today telling media members that Dumba's playing great hockey, the best hockey of the season. Well, it's easy to play great hockey when you were playing so piss poor earlier on in the year. Yes, this looks better. And it, and it is. And Dumba is a top four defenseman for a reason. He has been in the league for about 10 years now, right? I mean, I get not just giving him away for nothing. And Bill Guerin did say that he's like, I can't make any promises that Dumba will in fact be here through the rest of this year. You know, if something comes across his desk, but I also, I just, I think I'm okay with Dumba sticking it out because of the personality he brings because of the leadership aspect he has in that room. And for all the good things that he does in the community too, I think sometimes those get overlooked. Kirsten, are you okay? Okay with Matt Dumba being a member of this Minnesota wild team for however long this season goes on.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, and first off, I want to lead this by saying you mentioned everything that he does for the community. That's without question. He is such an important member of the organization. I mean, respectfully on the ice leadership standpoint, huge locker room guy. He is admired by the entire team. The team loves him. And then just the community aspect as well. I feel like he just goes above and beyond. He's been great here in Minnesota. Um, So, I mean, it's going to be a loss if, and when he does leave, but as far as just him staying on the team, this season, you talked about how some of his lows this season have been very low Um, (laughs) and, but as of lately, he has been playing a lot better. So as long as he can just still be consistent with that. I'm okay seeing it, but that's just the thing with Matt Dumba. That's been the case for a few seasons. Now it's very hit or miss. I feel like each night you don't necessarily know what you're going to get with him just because it seemed to be the trend over the last few years. So I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not mad about it, especially because I can honestly say he is not the worst defenseman on this team. So this is the worst defenseman on this team, Kirsten. Don't don't make me have to go there. <laughs> Cause I feel like somebody's keeping receipts and then they're gonna <laughs> just <laughs> send them to these people and then they're gonna just hate me. It's between two. It is. But I just okay. I feel like I can't say it because I You said it like last week. We all did. go back, listen I, to last week's episode. Yes. Um doesn't need to be said again, <laughs> but if you know, you know, <laughs>
0: listen to Bardown Beauties each week. Listen, Bard beauties each and every week. Yeah, no, again, with the Dumba stuff, I mean, I'm not surprised that Garen would keep him around for the year. You know, it's, they don't have that many prospects. Brock Faber is going to come in and be fantastic for the team. Don't get me wrong. Shout out, go for your hockey once again. But beyond that, down in Iowa, I mean, Dakota Mermis isn't exactly somebody that's going to be able to come up and fill that time. Kalen Addison, is he a top four defenseman in the National Hockey League? Maybe he's still very young. Right. But I mean, I think that's the concern is getting rid of Dumba, who has that experience, who plays particularly well with Jonas Brodeen as well, you know, is why get rid of him if you don't have anything to specifically fill that hole that would be left good or bad. Right. Like again, good or bad I mean Dumba munches up that ice time and and is a part of that top four pairing so we'll see we'll talk more trade deadline stuff in segment three but before we get to segment three we have the opportunity to meet Basil McCrae. for those of you who are not familiar with Basil McCrae, because you are young unlike myself he was a legendary Minnesota North Star tough guy fighting guy is now with the columbus blue jackets uh we had the chance to not only have him on the pod so he'll be joining us after the break but we got to go hang out with him uh at fulton brewery with that basil mccray beer good beer kirsten
1: it was really good and also i mean it's not every day you get to meet the star of the mighty ducks so (laughs) that the beer was fantastic i am gonna be honest i didn't expect too much from it but i loved it it was very refreshing it was not overwhelming by any means Heck, I hope they keep it around long term. I liked it a lot.
0: Definitely one of the top beers I had on Friday after you and I had consumed our fair share of said alcohol.
1: It, I mean, it had to be done. It was worth it. FTB for the boys.
0: Is that, that's what we call it. But we were the girls.
1: We were the girls.
0: I don't know. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on that for the girls.
1: Saturdays are for the girls. We're taking FTL. it back. Yeah,
0: we're taking it back. Uh, yeah, we had a, it was a good time. Any of those, those of you that saw us and said hello, hello, thank you very much. Please don't get used to that picture that you saw of us on Friday. But we were good. We were behaved. We were having a good I thought time. We were very well behaved on Friday. Very well behaved. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back. Basil McRae joins us. Stay tuned. <music> Joining us now, beloved Minnesota North star and mighty ducks actor turned assistant GM of the Columbus blue jackets, Mr. Basil McRae Basil. How are we, bud?
2: I'm doing great doing good. Good.
0: Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited. I am much older than Kirsten. So the North stars to me still bring back all of the fuzzy wuzzies. What was being a North star like for you? What did that mean
2: to you? Uh, no, it was, it was great. It was, it was awesome. It was, um, six years of, um, yeah, always thought we'd move back to Minnesota. Um, once I went to Tampa, I thought we'd always come back and, uh, but we did come back a couple times and it was so cold. We thought, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. So, um, no, I always love coming back and visiting, uh, the Twin Cities. It's, it's great. Saw so some, some friends back there and, uh, but it's been a long time, a long time.
1: Now I didn't get to see you play as a North star, but I did see you in that mighty ducks movie recently. What are your memories from making a cameo in that?
2: Well, you know, um, I I do stay in contact with a lot of, you know, my old teammates back in Minnesota and, you know, especially, you know, going to the finals in 91 was, you know, you keep in, you know, those guys are extra special. Um, So I do talk to Mike Modano quite a bit and actually just talked to him recently and uh, you know we got this ongoing feud why i why i end up being you know north star one and he was north star two so depending on who you ask but uh that was a lot of fun and and i have always said you know either that was one heck of a movie you know because it was 30 seconds okay so <laughs> if that four lines but i said that was either one heck of a movie or i had a pretty crummy uh, career because i think i'm known more for that movie than <laughs> <I've- laughs> so for playing.
0: I think Bodo said the same thing, at least now. Right. He said like he, we had him on uh, a couple months ago and he said the same thing. He's like more people come up to me knowing me from like, Hey, you're from the mighty ducks. He's like also a lot of other hockey related <laughs> things yeah. as well. He remembered his line fairly well. Do you remember your oh. number one
2: line? No, I remember them all. Hey Gordon, learn Von Bay, remember me. Well, so, so, you know, Mike was the most popular, so he was definitely supposed to be North star one. And I was supposed to be North Star, too, with the one line. But about five minutes into it, the director said, let's switch these. And I was a crummy actor. I know that. But Mike was worse, obviously. So he, he always claimed, I don't know if he told you guys, but he always claimed that it was a respect thing, that I was the you know, older guy and, you know, more senior player. So he gave me the lines. I'm like, I don't remember it that way. Sure. Well, we'll
1: go with that. And to yeah. not be biased, which of the three Mighty Ducks in the trilogy is your favorite?
2: One that sent me the checks. I mean, uh, the first, one. <laughs> are you still the first getting, one.
0: Are you still getting yeah. residuals? Like I know no, Mike no. said he got them for a while, though, like yeah. quite a bit after he's like, I get like five bucks in the mail yeah, from like Disney and funny. stuff like that.
2: Yeah. My kids got a big kick out of it because you know, Oh yeah. Dad got a check for $4 and 37 cents. I said, well, yeah, but it had federal withholding California withholding actors guilds withholding, you know, all those withholdings. Yeah. But, um, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So it's um, it, it just happened here. Well, I guess it'd be five years ago. This one of our interns here came up and says, Oh, Mr. McCray, congratulations on, on the anniversary. And I'm sitting there going, this is my anniversary. Like, <laughs> it's a lot more than 25 years and I go it's not my anniversary you got me mixed up he goes no no the mighty ducks 25 years and I <laughs> went, "Oh, okay thank you
0: were your kids more impressed with that than your hockey career as well
2: um well when my daughter Alex who um was born in 1988 and um so when the movie came out I was actually in Tampa at the time because um you know, the expansion draft, I wasn't protected and Tampa picked me up. And so they had contacted me and said, basically, you know, we're down to, you know, 280 minutes of cutting and you've made the cut so far. So when we went to the movie, when it first came out, we, like my wife and I, we weren't really sure if I made the final cut, that scene made it or not. And, um, you know, it's right at the very end of of the movie. And we took our daughter who was four years old at the end and, you know, well, I guess she'd be four and a half then, but we didn't tell her anything. And all of a sudden, right at the end of the movie, you know, the scene was shown and she got so excited that, you know, I always, that's that's my, one of my biggest thrills is that's daddy and like this. And, and my wife was like, oh, thank God you made it. You know, like, <laughs> it wasn't the first time I've been cut. You know, I've been cut quite a bit. So I, I wasn't going to stress too much if we didn't make it. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it, I think it's been a lot of fun for, you know, my kids for sure.
1: That is awesome. And, um, staying kind of on the note of nostalgia, one of the most memorable parts of Minnesota sports history is the Met center. What are some of your favorite memories from that building?
2: Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, it was, you know, the North stars were, you know, I'd played a lot in the minors and up and down. It was really my first full-time, long-time stint in the NHL. So, you know, uh, my two oldest children were both born, you know, at Burnsville hospital and, you know, we lived out in apple valley and used to call it happy valley met some great people out there in the neighborhood but i mean you know 10 minutes down the road was the that center and um you know it was a lot of fun and, and obviously you know the stanley cup playoffs of 91 is you know super um you know uh, great memories and uh, all those players i can tell you every guy every line i still see guys like dave gagne and Stu gavin mm-hmm. you know that i played with on that team and you know talked to bratsy the odd time um, you know, Shane Churla, I, I, A lot of these guys are all in hockey. So, uh, we have a real connection. So, um, you know, it's, it's great. And like I say, I keep in contact with, you know, with, uh, Mike. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's the Met center, obviously, you know, great, great memories and love Minnesota.
0: I have to say, I spent far too much money on a vintage authentic 91 Stanley cup playoffs t-shirt. I was kind of hoping like maybe it not like popcorn or beer. It smells like old sweaty man, but I love it. I'm so proud of it because I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so cool. I also have a shirt that says Met center because those colored seats, Basil, do you remember the colored seats and just how unique
2: that yeah. was it spoke
0: to the ambiance, right?
2: Yeah. And then didn't, uh, I believe when norm green bought the team for the one year, didn't they change? A section of them all to red. Mm -hmm. It was bad enough the multicolor, and then they went like halfway on changing the seats to red, I believe, in two of the (laughs) major sections. And yeah, but just uh, another
0: failure on Norm Green's part. Well, we
2: will go there, but um, (laughs) no, it 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 it, it was great, and you know, it was a sad day. I um, you know when they imploded the Met Center, and if I recall, and um, you know, I might be mixing something up with. With this, but I think they went to implode it, and only like two thirds of it went down. And they're like, "Holy shit! It's supposed to all come <laughs> down." It was, it was a pretty tough building; it didn't want to go down. So, um, no, we had we had great memories there and uh, a lot of good friends.
0: Thoughts on the reverse retros Then the wild rock the North stars color. Obviously, you know, us Minnesotans very fond of the North stars, but then even the Nordiques, the abs kind of touching into some of those things. They know you played for the Nordiques. How cool are the reverse retros and how excited are you to kind of see those throughout uh, the NHL the past two seasons here?
2: Yeah. I have to tell you that, um, what the wild are wearing right now, the North star colors, it looks awesome. And yeah. when I see Marcus Felino skating down the ice, I was like, <laughs> That's not me. That's a little too fast for me, but uh, no, it's really cool. Um, I love those colors. And I think uh, they're one of the more popular um, sweaters or jerseys, as you know, some people call them in the NHL. So no, I I think it's, um, it's great that they've done that. And like I said, I'm getting so used to the the wild colors right now. I think they should keep it.
0: I think so too. I think the, do you like the full green look, right? Or did you like the white and green or
2: full green? Yeah, like um when I was there, you know, we had the green pants and everything and then we went the black pants with the green whatever and that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like the dark green. I think it looks pretty pretty cool, but Br- brings back memories more than anything. So uh, like I said, the memories are, you know, tremendous.
1: And then switching gears from the wild let's talk some blue jackets now you're part of columbus part of that organization also a part owner of the london Knights. so talk about some of the stuff you're up to now
2: well um london we're back in first place and um yeah i've been involved with london since uh 2000 with mark and dale hunter and and actually um i remember driving one once from chicago back to london ontario we moved back to canada for nine years and getting a call from Mark and Dale and saying, you're going to be the GM. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, you're going to be the GM. No, I'm not. But anyways, uh, Mark went on to the lease and, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to be the GM there in London for two years and absolutely was, was so, so fun. Like I worked hundred hours a week and I worked about half as much as Mark Hunter did, but um, you know, we won the Memorial cup there in 2016. So great memories and, you know, keeping in touch with them. And I was just talking and texting back with uh, Dale yesterday. So, um haven't been up there yet this year we've been kind of busy here but uh get up for a few games and stuff and you know i'm just a a minority owner and mark and dale run the show and they do a great job so um play junior in london my son played in london so you know same colors as the minnesota north stars so (laughs) you see the pattern so yeah a lot of great memories there and um you know right now in columbus people have asked me how, how it's going and you know obviously if you I guess if you read the paper standing on your head things are going <laughs> great but um, it's been a, it's been a tough year only because we do have a lot of good players and and um, you know I, I think everything's moving in the right direction uh, we've you know uh, three weeks ago we had 13 of our regulars out of the lineup so you know when a player like Zach Rawinski, you know has shoulder you know season ending shoulder surgery 10 games into the season you know it's pretty hard to replaces Zach and uh, you know Patrick Laine came in great shape this year started off unbelievable and you know hurts his ankle and then comes back and then gets a high ankle sprain so it's just been one of those years I hate to make excuses but I think we're going in the right direction it's exciting we've got some young exciting players you know trade deadlines coming up so we've been pretty busy and um, you know we'll probably you know, try and make a few moves to better the team, but you know our general manager Yarmolkekilen is a pretty patient guy and and has a plan, and you know our job is just to stick to it.
0: How long did it take you to get used to the cannon in Columbus?
2: <laughs> it's still like you got to get ready. Uh, it's, it's a cool thing. It's funny when um, other players come in and they're not quite used to it, or you know the um, you know the telecast from the other you know uh, teams when that cannon goes off. But no, it's. Uh, We have a really great uh, fan base here, and um, people don't know a lot about the Blue Jackets, and I'll tell you what, I always refer to a lot like Minnesota, it's a Midwest town, it's a school town, Um, my wife and I, you know, our kids are all grown up, so we live downtown, we walk everywhere, Um, very safe, clean, um, well kept secret, I'll tell you.
0: Is it more of an industrial Vibe in Columbus, or kind of what is
2: the no. city set up as? No, no, like Cleveland's more for me, more industrial, and sure. even Cincinnati. But Columbus is, is is the biggest city in Ohio, and you know, you have Ohio State obviously with 75,000 students, and you know, um, you know, a lot of tech, a lot of um, DSW, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, you know, I don't see the industry as much here, but um, very educated, a lot of hospitals, um. Yeah, it's a really nice city. I I mean, when Yarmo asked me in 2016 if I wanted to move to Columbus, I'm like, well, where the heck is Columbus, you know, like (laughs) everyone else. And, you know, him and JD said, come check it out or whatever. And we fell in love with it. We really did. And we bought a condo downtown. And um, and, like I said, it's Midwest. The people are, it was funny when we were going around looking at houses and, and, you know, condos and stuff in August. You know people are all sitting out and it's the weather's great and um you know i said to my wife i said it's it's a mix of minnesota and canada you know the people are yeah. so nice and so inviting and um yeah no love it here
1: i always love to ask people this too i've never been to columbus so what are some spots whether it be like a restaurant or just a cool thing to see besides a blue jackets game of course to check out if we ever find ourselves in columbus
2: well you know what it's got a little bit of everything um I, I'm not a big animal guy but apparently our zoo is like world-class um but there's a street called the short north and it kind of starts in downtown and goes right up to uh uh OSU like the university's right downtown so that that's a pretty fun um for all ages it's exciting you know um good vibe and uh no great restaurants here uh nothing really in particular uh what's exciting is they have a brand new uh, stadium for the crew for the soccer team which is went to a game that's pretty fun great atmosphere but um yeah there's just a lot of it's a very very family uh type of city um sometimes you know young guys you know it's not new york city but what they're developing here is an unbelievable alumni um, so many guys have moved back i mean you know, rick nash works for us now and he, you know he's married with three kids and and rick nash could live anywhere he you know he'd like in the world right but he chose to come back to columbus and um you know, I, i'm not a big golfer but apparently with jack nicholson um nicholas i'm sorry jack nicholas that's how much of a golfer i am um i mean i guess the golf courses are unbelievable here and the guys who love to golf that's a big big thing here uh and you no, know, it's a really nice, it's a friendly city. Like I said, it's a kind of a cross between the twin cities and in Canada, I think.
0: Madonna never got you out on, on the link. That's his big thing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually I'm into pickleball now. That's
0: nice. Yeah. I love the me t- some pickleball. Tennis the
2: pickleball. And I'm a little bit hyper. I don't know if golf, maybe when I get older, I'll do more golf. <laughs>
0: I love it. You know, you now are in the front office, obviously with Columbus part owner still with London. And you mentioned Marcus Foligno because that was your style of game back in the day. What are some of the biggest transitions you had to make when moving into front office? And was that always a career path that you had kind of looked at post playing career?
2: Well, to answer part two of that question, not really. Um, you know, I, I played for a long time. I was happy to retire. I started a business actually. Um, wanted to spend more time with my family and my kids and always had, I mean, hockey's in your blood, it never leaves, but I spent more time in, in youth hockey and coaching kids and coaching, you know, my kids and stuff. And and I think a lot of it was just, um, you know, meeting people, uh, friends, as, you know, my son grew up and went to play in the national program. And, you know, I started doing a little bit of part-time scouting and, and uh, you know, really, I've never, I don't think I have a resume. I never really put my resume out there. I've just been fortunate enough that people that I've met in the past, I did some part-time amateur scouting then I met Yarmo and then, you know, went back to London just because Mark and Dale needed somebody. Um, and then from there, you know, uh, this position opened up in Columbus and, uh, you know, my wife and I said, well, it can be our little adventure. You know, we'll go. If we like it, great. If we don't like it, we'll leave. Right. And <laughs> yeah. seven years later, I'm still here. So obviously <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it um so yeah i didn't really um say i want to stay in hockey actually the first being out of hockey when you retire the first few years is kind of nice you know to catch up on other things and your hobbies and your family and stuff um but you know in in part a of that question is i think that the hardest thing for me is that you know at the end of the day i'm very proud to say i'm a i was a hockey player i'm involved in hockey because bottom line the hockey athlete is still the greatest athlete out there I mean they're uh, good guys Um, they're grounded guys Um, they're not how we used to be you know they're you know like (laughs) we all say you know our kids are spoiled or whatever but all in all you know very fortunate to be around these young athletes you know that are very uh, approachable Um, you know have a lot of uh, for me I think they have they're very grounded guys Um, are they as crazy and everything is we are no but you know our great-grandparents used to drive a horse and buggy right things change so so you know you have to change um your thought about how the game you know was played and um you know obviously there's not as much fighting or um i don't think the game's quite as mean but you know the game is so fast and the players i think get hurt more now because the game is so fast and i don't want to say it's more physical but i think the impacts are are you know, when guys hit and they hit the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, there's a lot of things that people say the game has changed, but it really hasn't. The game's yeah. always yeah. changing. Right. And that element of like respect or slash intimidation, it's still there. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, and you notice that it's still part of the game on, especially when you don't have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have it, sometimes it's just a quiet game and it, it neutralizes itself. So, um, yeah, sometimes I, you know have to be reminded that you know basil when you played 30 years ago the game is different <laughs> so i have to realize that but i did have the opportunity to have a son go through it and be play pro and my daughter also you know played division one hockey so it's not like i'm referring always i've watched it change you know with my kids and the process of it all but i i really think the game's in a great place and it's a exciting and I've you know been to a couple of college games here just recently as well and they've been fast and exciting and intense and um, just glad the pandemic's over and people are in the <laughs> stands and it's it's fun to go watch hockey.
0: You mentioned your son he suited up with the St. Louis Blues. How cool was that for you guys to become the fourth father-son duo to play for the same NHL organization.
2: Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, like any time that you can play one game in the NHL, you know, you're nine 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 percent of everyone else who dreamed about playing in the NHL. So, um, you know, obviously, I, you know, I'm sure he would have liked to have had a longer career, but, you know, he played in the NHL, he scored a goal, and we're very proud of him. So, um, and it was a lot of joy watching him play both in, you know, the American League and in Europe and, and the same as my daughter. And the only regret I have with my daughter playing – is that when you guys had the outdoor game there, Craig Mm -hmm. Hartsburg played in it, um, Minnesota against, was it Chicago? The stadium series or the the stadium series with Chicago? uh, 16.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So actually Brad Maxwell had contacted me and asked me if he wanted to play. I said, for sure. Love it. Um, so I actually started skating and getting ready and, and, um, I was really excited Talked to a lot of guys are going to be there. And then my daughter, who was a senior at St. Lawrence, you know, in the hockey program, her schedule came out and her senior game was the exact same time. Uh, so yeah. I knew where I had to be. So uh, <laughs> Peggy and Craig Hartsberg still remind us that they said that was the funnest weekend of their lives. It was so great. And they were like, you know, I don't think FaceTime was out yet, but texting and this and that, and maybe it was, but the whole time we're in St. Lawrence at the senior game, Peggy's, texting my wife saying, Oh, you should be here. Oh, you should be here. (laughs) Rubbing
0: it in. Like you're missing out on the vest. Actually
2: my daughter and my wife both said you should go, but I knew where I should be. So
0: I love that. I love that you put family first. That's always tremendous. I think sometimes that can be a hard thing to do, especially when you want to get back with the boys and get out on the ice. That was a really fun alumni game, by the way, not to continue to rub
2: it in. Four stars won, right?
0: They did. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. And they got some really nice jackets out of it. I'm still trying to get Maxie or Tom Reed to give me theirs, but <laughs> no luck just yet. Uh, you had mentioned the change of in the game today. Could you play today? Do you think if you were to get, I mean, age aside, do you think you would fit well into today's game? Because it is, it's so quick. It's so it's the same, but different. Like you'd mentioned, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, you know what? I've been asked that question many times. And and a lot of times, you know, 95% of the X players you see, they're doing great and they've got a good attitude and everything. But, you know, there's certain guys that will say, oh, gee, don't you wish you were 10 years younger or 10 years younger? How much money these guys are making? I said, yeah, but what if we were 10 years older? Those guys didn't make any money. <laughs> and you know what? The reality is, is probably not. Probably not. But then saying that, you know, I was up and down the minors for five years. And the knock was that I wasn't quick enough or I couldn't skate well enough. And, you know, a guy named Jock Demers, you know, at a training camp says, you're going to, you're on the team. And he had me in the American league and he says, you're going to play. And, and 20 games into being a regular in the NHL, you know, people said, what did you do to improve your skating? How come you're skating so much better? And what it is that you just get adjusted to the speed, you get acclimated to the speed. And, you know, you play in the American league, you play at that speed. So, uh, you know what, that's, that's a great question. I don't think any of us here can answer that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'd like to think I could, but the reality is, it was pretty darn quick out there. Really so you're is. saying
0: Kirsten and I, who are terrible skaters just need to start skating with those guys and we'll just get better by get way of, being. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only, imagine. I think Marc-Andre Fleury would easily skate around us, no problem with full pads. And that's how poor we are. Basil, before we let you go, we got to talk some beer because beer and hockey, it just kind of goes together very nicely. And I hear local, uh, brewery Fulton has come out with a very special beer, uh, in honor of you. Tell us how that idea came about and, uh, you'll be in the twin cities to sample said beer this coming weekend while the blue jackets are hosted by St. Paul as well.
2: Yeah. Well, um, you know, got an email from a fella. And um, initially, you know, when I seen it, I thought they want money. like <laughs> <we all do. laughs> And that was not the case. Um, so, you know, I, I had talked to them, uh, they called me and just said that, you know, we want to try this beer, um, you know, Basil McCray wheat beer, and it's gonna have basil in it. And I'm like, I was like, sure, go ahead, you know, whatever you want to do. And, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. But um, yeah, so I mean, the label looks good it's got 7% alcohol. I don't know what it's going to taste like, but I guess these guys, um, you know, they got experience as far as, uh, the craft brewing business. So no, I'm excited about it. I'm, <clears throat> we play the wild here on Thursday. Um, I'm going in to watch two college games, both the, the Gophers and uh, Mankato on Saturday. So I'm there and, um, yeah, I'm going to drop by the brewery and meet these guys and, uh, try not to drink too many beers before I go to work. Right. But uh, <laughs> no, hopefully it all works out for, for their sake. And no, it, it's an honor and uh, love the color of it. And, and we'll see. I, I I said, worst case scenario, 7% alcohol. So if it tastes like shit, at least you'll get a great buzz.
0: <laughs> I love always, that. Yes. So you're not much of an IPA guy, like craft beers at all, or is that something you um, start to dabble yeah, no, in?
2: I, I like one or two of them, but I'm more of a Pilsner lager guy, to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you. Smart. But like I tell all our friends that come up to the cottage, I have a keg right by the chin up bar and, you know, free beer. And they always go, well, what do you got? I go CF and they go, what's CF? I go cold and free.
0: <laughs> I'm going to steal that well, one. Yeah. I
2: love it. Yeah, you know, well, so basil. I'll, I'll ex- I hope I can get in with the weather. Um, yeah, I have a big weekend, you know, four games and, and the brewery and stuff. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's not as bad there. I know you guys are pretty experienced in moving snow. Mm
0: hmm. Exactly. I think, uh, yeah, the wild, like you said, headed your way coming this weekend. I know they snuck out a little bit earlier in hopes of not having too many issues getting out, but I think it's good. I think we made a big huff over nothing so far. Uh, fingers crossed and good vibes that you're able to make it in safely because we look forward to meeting you in person as well. Kirsten and I both at the game working on Sunday. So Basil, thank you so much for taking the time.
2: Stop by the brewery and I'll buy you a beer. Yes,
0: (laughs) deal. You don't have to ask us twice or twist our arm for a good time. I'll tell you what. So Thank you so much uh look forward to seeing you and best of luck to the jackets as well the rest of the way
2: Thank thanks for having me on it's always great to talk a little hockey have some fun
0: always all right guys we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back we're back shout out to basil who i hope doesn't think that we were like stalking him i saw him again today in the press box saw <laughs> he went to the goal we went to the gopher game like he did uh but what a fun guy absolutely legendary he literally
1: uh, I- was the sweetest like especially absolutely. meeting him at Fulton he was the
0: sweetest man I'm telling you made fun of me for saying this but I don't know how to say it in any other way I love old men like <laughs> I mean
1: I- okay when you say it like that like it sounds weird <laughs> I love old time I'm not hockey making players. fun of you for the precedent of it it is just how you said it you need more context I I love old hockey players that doesn't make it any better. It's a little better.
0: Like I just like could sit and listen and like have beers and listen to the stories go on and on and Basil with yeah. those people. It's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I mean, he seems like he's got a lot
0: of good stuff to say the old men so thank you to him thank you to our friend chris as well who helped facilitate that he works at fulton um he made the connection reached out to us he's a big fan of bard on beauties he and his wife so appreciate that it was truly uh, a really great time not only at fulton but to have basil on and, and catch up with him love it now we've got the two north stars mighty ducks actors have been on the podcast so that's you know hang our hat on that whenever we Go into the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm yeah. gonna be most proud of. So uh, here
1: we come.
0: Yes, let's wrap things up this week again. As we mentioned, the NHL trade deadline coming up on Friday. So, of course, we had to pose one last time in our up for debate. What you think Bill Guerin should do? Now, again, this is coming after Bill has seen how the teams performed from the All-Star break, which started off like shit. Let's just say it, uh, but has been really good as of late. Kirsten, do you think you would rather they stay pat and do absolutely nothing? Would you rather trade trade away, take all the calls, do everything you can, or you know, and that means getting players in exchange? I guess is the way that I pictured that envisioned it. Or do you want them to just get picks? Right now, that's what they've been doing. They've been facilitating. They've been. I'm going to trade away this kid. What can I get for him? Future future picks, Uh, or the third option being. Uh, yeah, building for the future, just stockpiling picks, seeing what that can lead and get you. Um,
1: overall, nothing. I don't want to see them do anything. But I, that being said, like them being like that third party broker, I've kind of liked that and found that to be very interesting as they, like you had mentioned, stockpiled for the future. So if they're going to do anything. If Billy G is going to do anything, I like that idea. Let's continue to do that, especially because like the drafts, the next couple of years, they're loaded. Um, But otherwise I don't want to see him do anything like really who at this point in the year when you're not really expecting the wild to make a deep playoff run, what's the point of getting a rental? And then all Mm -hmm. of the talk of Brock Besser coming. I know people would love to see him come back to Minnesota it's very split. The jury's out on that, but I feel like there probably really isn't much to that to him coming back from or coming to the wild from an outsider's perspective. Um, really, I don't know who else you're going to get or what possible trades could be made. I don't think there's really any players on the block that I'm really interested in either. Like, I know the only other big fish in the pond right now is Patrick Kane. And I, it's but he's New going to the Rangers. him or bust. Yeah. But even then I don't want him respectfully.
0: Right. <laughs> respectfully or disrespectfully. You're so respectful of people. I would disrespectfully don't want him. I'd, it'd be too weird. It just would be too would. weird. Like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. It would just have a very off feeling. Uh, the interesting thing, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, Kirsten, is that like there are no players left. Like, the trades are all done. Timo Meyer went to the Devils today, and that was kind of the last big name left out there that hasn't really moved. I mean, again, there's little piddly things. kind of surprised that Nino Niederreiter got shipped up to Winnipeg. Found that a little interesting.
1: Okay, and just not- a very brief interruption here because you mentioned Nino from Nashville getting the trade. I'm not super surprised on that. Something I am surprised about, like this literally just came out a couple hours ago. Maybe you heard it. Um, Poyle retiring. Yes. And Barry Trotz is rumored to be his predecessor will officially get enacted as general manager of the Nashville Predators on June 30th. I, if that is coming to fruition, I love it. So I know we're yeah. talking trade deadline right now, what you want the wild to do, but I just found that to be very interesting news today. I love it. And Nashville's going to be another team that's on the cusp of a rebuild right now. That's just because you're you not already Nashville. Yeah, but I still really like Barry Trots potentially coming Fair. over as general manager. And again, respectfully, because that's my thing. That's my that's
0: bit. Poyle um, needed to go. His time was up. He's just spent 26 years, I think, or something like that. Isn't that right? Something or like, like that. It's a long, long time. And he's he's done a lot of great things in Nashville, no doubt, right? I mean, he turned that team into a contender. He made that fan base. I mean, it's- Took him to a different... Stanley
1: Cup final.
0: Exactly. And I mean, he, he'll he be around. I think it's rumored that he'll stick around as part of like consulting and help make that transition. I'd be curious to see how Barry Trotz does as a general manager. Uh, you I know, would know- too, and
1: some people raise concerns he's coming s- straight as a coach to yes. that general manager position, but I wouldn't be too worried about it. Honestly, I feel like he's been obviously been around the game enough. Like he mm-hmm. had a very credible career as a coach. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, that doesn't concern me as much as it does other people, I guess.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a concern. Cause it's, I don't really care about Nashville that much to be honest. <laughs> like I like them. They're fine. I love my boy, Mikhail Granlund. Ryan McDonough, big fan. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, it'd be curious. I'd be very interested to see how that translates into that general manager role. Not to mention, I just have always found it very curious how often Barry Trotz did bounce around as a head coach. Like I, I, from my perspective, I've always thought he'd be a phenomenal head coach and I don't think I've really necessarily heard otherwise but it's always interesting like is it literally just the team not performing well under him or what were some of those like deeper meanings maybe you guys have the answer if you have the answer let me know but i was just curious so again i wonder how that works with a uh general manager position um yeah i was gonna try to think of a really good segue kirsten into this but i i don't have one but we'll be at the let's play hockey expo uh you guys <laughs> that was just abrupt just yep, abrupt just cut it right there Fred. Fred, who is also fired again. Thank you for joining us, Fred. Uh, We will be out at the Expo. We are solidifying some guests to come pop up, uh, hang out with us. We'll be doing live recording from the Expo, from the state tournament. Cannot wait. That's obviously happening next weekend, the 10th and the 11th. Always a solid time. Very excited to be out there. Uh, Certainly feel free to say hi, uh, check in, yada, yada, all of that. So that's where you can find us next. Then we will have a live watch party Uh, in St. Paul coming up on March 21st, I believe. Stay tuned for more information. That's, as always, presented by our friends over at Greenbelt. Because we had to cancel last week's live show, we will also be rescheduling that for March. So, Guys, it's a buttes month this month. You, it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. I'm also exhausted thinking about it, but I'm mostly, I think, excited. Uh, I don't think so. anyone's ready for that. I
1: personally, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but the people definitely are not ready for that.
0: No, but it's what the people want, from what I understand. It's what they need. It's what they need. This is true. This is so true. So as always, we can't do this show without you guys. So we certainly appreciate it. Certainly appreciate you guys checking in, listening, all the hype, all the comments. Shout out to the hockey guy who gave us a shout out for, again, doing that stupid swimsuit video that I did. But it's what i do it's a part of my shtick it's part of my, my my thing uh but shout out to talk north for featuring us on their network shout out to soda stick don't forget code bar down beauties gets you 15 percent off all purchases we are looking into getting the merch back restocked because as you saw how absolutely epic kirsten and i looked in the merch now you guys all want it and i get it right we are basically models on the side, except not at all. Um, and yeah, so we will work on getting that back. Otherwise, obviously they have fantastic garb already set. Uh, I believe Landon will be out at the let's play hockey expo as well. So you can get some soda stick gear in person there. Uh, shout out to grain belts for always getting us up on those live shows. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. You love it. Jim beam, another cheers and Royal credit union, less fee, more free. That's going to do it for this week's app. Short, sweet, awesome as always we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week don't forget to share like rate subscribe comment all of the good stuff uh we've also got some some stuff that maybe we could give away if you do those things for us help us help you helping us so we it's gone off the rails I've gone off the rails it's been a very long day today uh we hope you have a great rest of your day a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week bye No, nee, no, nee, nee,
1: nee.